In this week's episode of Coffee with Cal, I sit down with Joe Eisen, a certified health coach, to talk about the importance of taking a holistic approach to our health. Joe, in this podcast, shares his insights on what health coaching is and how it can help you achieve our health and wellness goals. We dive into different areas of our lives that impact our health, including diet, exercise, stress management, and relationships. Joe offers practical tips and advice on how we can make small, manageable changes that can have a big impact on how we feel. So, as always, grab yourself a cup of coffee and join us for this enlightening conversation about taking a more holistic approach to our health. Awesome, Joe. Thank you so much for joining me on the latest episode of Coffee with Cal. Uh, I think a really nice way to start off, and I start all the podcasts like this with you introducing yourself with what it is you do, who you help, and a little bit of background about yourself. Awesome, bro. Well, it's good to reconnect with you finally, and thanks for having me on. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, so my, my name is Joe, Joe Eisen. Some, some call me Joey. Um, I am a health coach in the Ely Cambridge area, uh, mainly work with clients who kind of want that nine to five lifestyle, they feel burnt out and they want to basically build their, their dream body, rebuild their confidence, skyrocket their energy without these, these strict dieting methods or spending hours in the, ex- in, you know, in the gym to get there. And I've, I've known, well, come just over a couple of years, we sort of reconnected, um, from an old mentorship group. Um, and we're just reconnecting and, yeah, we've both kind of been in the industry at the same time. We've been fortunate enough to be, you know, come up to 10 years in the industry now. And it's it's crazy. Yeah. We've seen a lot. We've, we've, we've done a lot. We've achieved a lot, helped a lot of people. And we're kind of on the same wavelength, aren't we, bud? Um, same sort of mission. But, um, yeah, that's a little bit, little bit of background. And I'm sure I'll go into other things. <laughs> that's just a general rule of what I do and how I can help. But, yeah, man, it's, it's great to be here. Yeah, no, brilliant. I think um, I think one of the things that kind of really kind of struck a card with me recently was the the clear transition that you have made from essentially being what would generally be classed as a quote unquote personal trainer to mm. where you are now in a in a very much a health coaching space. Oh, um, and we'll talk about, talk about that journey in a second. But one of the things that kind of I um, subconsciously I've done myself and you know through speaking to you recently through through Instagram to, to basically reconnect was was the fact that I have also changed that as well to not necessarily in the same level of health coaching that you've gone into but mm-hmm. I very much I very quickly realized that you know whilst there's an opportunity and whilst there's definitely ground for a personal training in, in gym you know commercial environments and small personal training studios um, you know if somebody I always felt if somebody was if we were adding more stress into that individual by getting them to commit to a time to go through rush hour traffic, were we actually making a positive impact on their journey or was it more negative mm. adding stress into their day? So I actually took almost like a bird's eye view approach to this and changed it. It's like, what, what can be the, the minimal effective dose that I can do to help somebody move from point A to point B in the quickest way possible? Yeah. For me, that was almost going kind of, subconsciously down this kind of health coaching aspect in terms yeah. of like let's focus on stress management let's focus on daily activity hydration sleep etc yeah so that's how i kind of approached it but how did you kind of kind of almost not essentially switch lanes but change your your coaching approach so to speak very, very similar to like you i with the is are we are we going to make a more of a positive 
influence on the people we're helping with or are we going to make more of a detrimental effect on on their health and well-being and the the switch for me cam was was i think as a health and fitness industry we're the the classic personal training route that we were what's what we we it we were in at the time and now we've escaped and doing something completely amazing and different unique yeah uh, was going against the grain it was it was not really health focused and it was not really fitness focused it was just you know following the standard and the standard is very very poor you know and if you look at the current health stats it's quite shocking i'm sure we'll go into them in a bit of a detail in a minute but i thought and take took a step back and realized am i actually helping people or am i actually adding more to the pile of their problems you mm-hmm. know and you know one hour two hour sessions a week with in the gym isn't going to get a result as you know there's 24 hours in a day you yeah. know and like two hours across the week isn't going to massively impact someone's life might make a small little difference but as you know dude it's the days in between you know yeah. what you do on the weekend the lifestyle that you lead the stress the sleep all those fundamental things that i think and feel most personal trainers neglect you know and that's not that's through no fault of their own that's through no maybe kind of lack of understanding or lack of where the industry is as a whole mm. whilst developing these personal training certifications they, they very much tell you how to create a program a very box standard program at that but you know what i found definitely about coaching is you're coaching the individual in front of you you're not yeah. you're not coaching it's not like a you know we use the word cookie cutter when we when we say cookie cutter it's like generic programming for everybody but yeah. it's almost like they don't teach you or coach you or train you how to develop the empathy that's needed essentially in that person to a more deeper reason as to why they want to change in the first place i tell you what it's like and i don't know if this resonates with you but it's like when i when i got qualified as a pt back in 2012 you know it, you're taught how to pass the course a lot like your driving test you're not taught how to drive uh, yeah you know, you're, ta- you're taught how to pass the test dude you know and the same thing goes with this current standard that we've got in 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 classic pt qualifications nowadays the empathy you know you being professional honest on time passionate about what you do that that is something that i think it's ingrained from you like you have to learn yourself you know mm-hmm. you've gone that journey but they're literally just telling you how to pass a course and uh, it's yeah. been such a quick time now like it's it's shocking like i don't know about you but i had to mine was 16 weeks and i had to be there five days a week doing sort really? of yeah nine till nine in the morning starts till six evening you know and that was a long long course you know and now they're just churning these things out and you could become a, a qualified personal trainer in six weeks or less and it's all online like how the hell does that work <laughs> yeah well you know what the fright you know what the frightening thing was so before before i became a personal trainer as, as myself back in the day i i actually had a degree in sports and exercise science yeah, I was yeah. I was relatively clued up on the whole kind of nutrition yeah. from a from an academic standpoint with you know nutrition biomechanics and how to develop programs etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. And so when I actually decided to go down the personal training route um, and yeah. a short flurry in the snow sports industry, I was sh- almost shocked that okay I've got a four year degree behind me, and what they're wanting me to do is just go down a six week course. Mm. I was essentially doing a six week course that somebody who hadn't had that essential degree or hadn't had that necessary background. I'm, you know, degrees aren't everything. I get that. 
but anybody could do it. And I often say to my clients, like, look, if you wanted to become a personal trainer, you could sack in your job right now, six weeks down the line, become a PT with the knowledge that you've currently got. Yeah. And I, yeah. they're like, really? And I was like, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That's the frightening thing about the industry. It seems to be, let's pump people into it. Yeah. Get people in. And then that's where I feel really strongly about the negativity that surrounds the jobs that we had and maybe currently do as well because of the experiences that clients have had and we're there to pick the good guys so to speak are there to mop up yeah i completely relate to that dude and a little bit of background for the listeners like to in the context before 2012 like i was in the games design industry that's how i started out. oh wow okay so i was actually a hardcore you know gamer like studying games design that was my that was going to be my future that's all i knew um i i went to i did media i did art you know i was very clear on what i wanted to do you know so that's quite a transition from being where i am now to what i was doing you know back in 2012 but like anyone uh i i sort of came in the industry because i started to become less passionate about what i felt the time was my career path which Mm -hmm. was game design I was going to go down the classic route of uni, you know, that societal pressure of like, yeah, you've got to get a job. You've got to go to uni, you got to, you know, follow this path that everyone else does. And I didn't like that. And I, and I felt, you know, my physical and mental and emotional and almost spiritual, um, you know, could say that health was, was taking a bit of a battering, you know, because I was so unsure, but you know, I was at like that 18, 19 years old of age, that, that transition in life where you're more self-conscious, you're more aware of how you look and how you feel. And my health deteriorated, you know, that's why I wanted to get into it because I found exercise as an escape, a bit like gaming from the current reality, like life, as we call it, with the pressure of work and jobs and stuff. So for me, gaming was a great escape, you know, and uh, I'm not trying to put anyone off gaming. It's great. It's great. It's <laughs> yeah. out there, but I was, you know, burn the candle at both ends, dude. You know, I was hitting burnout, you know, quite, you know, just past getting ill quite often. You know, you're, you're putting long hours in front of a screen. You're getting no sunlight. You're stuck indoors all day, you know. Like, I'd get home from college, you know, just to put it into context. At, like, four, I'd log on, and I wouldn't get off the Xbox until, like, or PC till 2 a.m., you know, till my eyes were bleeding, that sort of stuff. <laughs> And I knew it wasn't sustainable and yeah. I felt crap. I felt terrible for it. And then that's actually when I hit, got hit hard with chronic fatigue syndrome and lost like 15, 20 kilos of my body weight. And I was like, enough's enough. Like I've got to work on myself. And that's what I did. You know, I worked on myself, went in and started off with home workouts, got my confidence up. And then that sort of led me to the path that I'm in now where I was like, whoa, I actually really noticed a big difference. More and more people were asking me for advice. I wonder if there's like a career in this, you know? Yeah. And there you go. There you go. You stumble into these 12 week courses. And um, well, at the time with 12 week courses, now it's completely shifted and changed. Yeah. And um, yeah. And it's been an amazing journey. You know, I've been like you. It's been a it's been a one hell of a ride, you know, and I think we've invested sort of over must be 85K in my education to get where I am now, you know, yeah. like yourself. And so much has changed yeah. since that time, you know, from working in these these, these high-end clients, high-end gyms, you know, to where we are now. But that's a little bit of a background of where I got into it, you know? That's, that's absolutely fascinating. So I guess one of the things that you could probably really relate to massively is when you're dealing with clients who are working a nine-to-five, nobody does nine-to-five, but, you know, it's stereotypically like the saying, 
Um, and they're actually still logging on seven o'clock, eight o'clock, trying to balance family, experiencing burnout, experiencing fatigue, probably, you know, burn the candles at both ends. Oh, yeah. Worries with kind of anxiety, uh, borderline depression, burnout, all the, all the kind of all the words, all the buzzwords. And then they think, well, something needs to change because yeah. I can't continue to live my life like this. And then you come in, they hire you, they hire your services. How do you then like balance that out? How do you then complement their life? Because yeah. people will see, well, they're adding something else. They're going to overdo it. Something else has to give. So how do you, well, firstly, go down the line of experience with yeah. clients and how you kind of integrate. Yeah. So, you know, start out classic personal training route, training clients two, three times in the gym, you know, that, but I wanted to help them more from a deeper standpoint. Look at their, look at what was really going off. Like, like you would, you know, mechanic looks at the car, lifting up that hood, looking at the engine, looking at how things are running. And until that pain drop moment where, you know, you start to educate yourself and understand, well, health is so much more than just looking a certain way. It's a symbiotic relationship. How's their sort of their, their sleep, their stress, their lifestyle management, you know, like, you know, um, the, the world 10 years ago is completely different to what it was now. You know, we've got so much more environmental stress. You know, we're, we're, we're getting sicker as a nation, mm. you know, like one, you know, the health stats don't look that great. You know, one in two have chronic disease, you know, seven out of 10 deaths, you know, are from chronic disease, you know, one in four have allergies, one in, you know, two people are on prescription medication nowadays. Crazy. The UK, three quarters of the UK are overweight and obese, you know, so that in itself, that sole statistic in itself, regardless of what else you just said there, that statistic of three quarters of the UK population are classed as obese. And I think if you even dig a little bit deeper into that, you'll find that Scotland is actually the most obese nation with a population of only five million in the whole of Europe. Yeah. So that's worrying. So frightening stat. Is is just training someone once or twice a week going to help them get there? No, we've got some more underlying cofactors that we can help our clients with that doesn't revolve them, you know, beasting them in the gym. Mm-hmm. So that's why I stripped everything back. And, you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll go over like the journey of where I've got to um, and what we're doing now with the health coaching side of things. But, you know, there's a lot of us who, you know, came to like, you know, upon testing and doing more uh, of the nutrition and looking at blood work and looking at lifestyle, looking at, deficiencies there's a lot of gut health issues there's a lot of autoimmune conditions going on there's a lot of problem health conditions that people walk around with they don't get picked up they don't address and the classic route for them you know the clients that i work with if you've been to a gym or they get fobbed off their gp and they have a blood test done and it comes back as everything is normal you know but they're still carrying these symptoms brain fog fatigue um you know irritability you know struggling to stay awake after sort of two o'clock like relying on caffeine for energy sleep being impacted you know depression anxiety these aren't normal symptoms but all you're being told in our industry is yeah you just gotta go on a diet you just gotta go on a calorie deficit you just gotta go and just you know eat more of this and go for more steps around the block like that is not great advice you know one man's poison Sorry, one man's medicine could be another one's poison. So we've got to be very, very, like almost granular. We've got to be really specific on who we're working with and what we're giving to them, you know? Absolutely. I think, um, 
So when, when was that penny drop moment for you? When did you realize that you had to dig deeper? I think it was about a year and a half ago. Um, when so I was all these years in the industry. Yeah. So at yeah, that yeah. point, 2012, so 2021. 2021. Like I noticed that I started to get these gut health symptoms start pop, popping up brain fog. I started getting a little bit more fatigued than usual. You know, you started getting busier in my business. I was working split shifts, working with clients in the morning and evening. And I noticed my health started getting impacted again. And I've been in and out of shape all my life. And it wasn't until I like addressed what was going on, the root cause rather than the symptoms. Cause we're very good at mask and, and chucking things at people to mask certain symptoms but we're really poor and helping our clients and getting to the root cause of the issue. So I stuck, I stripped everything back and looking at things from more of a functional medicine and nutrition perspective. So just to, just to sort of break the context guys. So we've got, you know, functional medicine, which looks at sort of like sleep, like me and Callum look at lifestyle, stress, you know, lifestyle, history, trauma, emotions, all this stuff that, that gets neglected from the conventional way of thinking where the conventional way of, of, um, Medicine. I don't want to sort of tread on people's toes here um, and tarnish everyone with the same brush, but it's very much like, oh, you've got this symptom here, take this pill, take this medication, you yeah. know, without even looking at people's nutrition, like we said, sleep, stress, and diet, and how much they're actually doing in their work, you know, in their life. Yeah. So we take a bit of a deeper approach. So, of course, going back to where I was, I was seeing symptoms of cure. I noticed I was carrying a little bit more body fat, you know, I was noticing that. I wasn't happy again with where I was looking and how I was feeling and I was operating in my day-to-day life. And it wasn't until I understood like, oh, I'm actually having a load of gut health symptoms here and explored like, oh, Joe, you've got intestinal permeability. You've got, you know, a bacterial overgrowth. Whoa, this is nuts. So again, I sort of delved in deep, educated myself, studying, you know, currently stuff, functional medicine and nutrition and understood like, well, this is more a problem for my, like, not just for me, but my clients as well. A lot of these guys have the same issues. And that's when I started doing blood testing and doing blood work analysis to really pinpoint what's going on. So it's a beautiful way of looking at our health from a deeper lens than just what we see on the surface. You know, your blood doesn't lie. So when I had my first blood test, everything changed. <laughs> really? Hmm. So what, um, what sort of stuff did that highlight then? Because that's, I guess it's a lot of, you know, what, what you've just spoken about there, a lot of people would be, you know, massively unaware of. Yeah. And, you know, you're right. You do go to the doctor and, you know, a blood test comes back at normal, but that's normal within the parameters of, you know, a generalized scale that the GP is working towards. Yeah. Whereas if you're looking to kind of really get underneath the hood, so to speak, yeah. highlight any kind of deficiencies in areas that are, potentially of concern to help improve somebody's overall health and well-being yeah blood work by the sounds of it is something that could potentially be the answer to these issues so what what did it highlight for you oh dude like so one we'll talk about without going down the rabbit hole <laughs> so male testosterone that was a little bit suboptimal yeah uh, but going back to the blood testing because going down the conventional route guys just so if you go to your doctors or gp you know um again trying to tread on too many toes here but generally a lot of us get, do get fobbed off because they're so overwhelmed they're so stressed the, the 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 ranges that we're getting compared to you know and the markers that they test us for are minimal you know compared to what i do with the clients i work with and what i do myself 
it's very, very granular. It looks at like certain markers and puts them on a pedestal. Whereas we've got to look at like an overview of what our immune system is doing, what the thyroid is doing, what the, you know, the cholesterol, the lipid panel, what our liver is doing, our kidneys, our hormones, and of course, how that affects our nutrient status, because you'd be amazed at how many nutrient deficiencies we carry in the UK. But without going down that rabbit hole, the ranges that you're that we're getting compared to, you're damn right. It's you're, it's the sick and the elderly. It's the, it's it's the average of the population who goes to the doctors. Most people who go to the doctors aren't that healthy and aren't that great. So when you go and get a blood test done because you're carrying certain symptoms, you're getting compared to the same as everyone else. And these ranges, dude, are seventeen to twenty three years out of date. Really, so seventeen to twenty three years between wow. scientific evidence and patient care. Whereas when I looked at functional medicine, this is why I chose this route. We have to update our ranges every quarter, you know, and that's based upon current research, current evidence, and you can build up a bigger picture than looking at this, you know, this one size fits all approach. Yeah. So I found with myself, dude, like my immune system, you can pick up certain trends in blood work. You can pick up certain things of your hormones that optimizing well. You can pick up things like your yeah like of a hormonal panel for example things like prolactin and testosterone the relationship there and obviously vitamin d deficiency you know mm. a lot of us in the ireland uk ireland in scotland and wales are vitamin d deficient especially during these winter months because yeah, there's no yeah. that wreaks havoc you know on things like our mental health you mm. know seasonal affective disorder is solely linked to vitamin d deficiency you know and having a vitamin d deficiency it's like an 18, 14 degrees increased risk of suicide. That's shocking. So you can pick all this stuff up with, a, with going to get a full comprehensive blood test. So that's what I did. And I found like, yeah, I've got to change some things here. Like <laughs> this classic calorie deficit approach isn't working. You know, I had to find something that is unique for me. We're all in different, we're individuals and we're getting, you know, the same advice, the generic advice of going on a calorie deficit and just filling your foods up with whatever you want. And it's 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 that more damaging than actual doing more benefit for the people. Yeah. There was definitely a movement, wasn't there, with uh, if it fits your macros, <laughs> you know? And that was that was pretty much solid advice from about five, six years ago. If it fits your macros, go with it. But, yeah. you know, it, it actually does a lot more damage than, than what people think. And, okay, yeah, going on a calorie deficit is, is fantastic if you're looking to just – you know maybe shift a little bit of weight but if you're looking for long-term health um because the way the way i see it right i see what we do now in our 20s or 30s and our 40s yeah. sets us up for life in our 60s 70s and 80s 100 you know we've all heard the same thing like oh well you know it's, ge it's genetics it's genetics genes like my whole family are obese you know like therefore i'm gonna be obese it's somewhat truth but genes are like a loaded gun it's the diet and lifestyle that pulls that trigger. Yes. So what you do now in your 20s and 30s will set you up for your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s and 80s and beyond. That. Yeah. Because we're all, we're all obviously striving for the centennial, aren't we? Mm. <laughs> I, I, I Same as you do. Like, I want that, like, your, when we were talking off air a little while ago, like, our goals shift. What my goals were 18 to 19 to 20 are completely different to what they are now that I'm in my late twenties, you know, and then thirties and then eventually forties, but, you know, looking good and feeling good is a byproduct of, you know, just optimizing your life. You know, it's a byproduct. It shouldn't be sort of like, the, like, Oh, I've got to look a certain way or feel a certain way, you know? Yeah. So 
for me, fixing health, having that underlying factor, sort that out first. Make sure everything is optimized, hormone-wise, nutrient-wise, you're lowering your stress, sleep. Optimize those things first and your whole world can change. And it has for me, you know, getting, maintaining this lean state, you know, and looking and feeling your best is almost like autopilot because you're optimizing certain areas of your life. And that's pretty much what we do with our clients. We take them from feeling burnt out, energized, you're not happy with themselves to, you know, optimizing all areas of their life. It goes far beyond looking a certain way, but yeah, we build a dream body, but we optimize the, the lifestyle. Like, why would you not optimize your lifestyle and yeah. around it? It's something, it's something I've always said as well. Like I've always, yeah. always said to, you know, regardless of, you know, what stage of my life, because of, because I was never going, I never went into the industry as yeah. the, you know, the gym rat or the person that spent loads of time in the gym. I always used the gym to help supplement when I was playing basketball at uni, it was to help get stronger for that, you know, specifically because I was part of an SNC program there, but Laterally, when I chose to, you know, become a, you know, personal trainer and work in the health, the health, um, the health space, for me it was always a byproduct. You know, like yeah. how you looked was a byproduct of how you actually feel. Like if you can optimize, just like you said, what is underneath, yeah, chances are you're going to lose. You know what ultimately people want to lose in the first place, which is their weight. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Or trying to change their weight without kind of going underneath the hood. Mm. You're not actually fixing the problem. No, you're fixing that thing that's visible in front of you without actually knowing anything else about you as a person. 100%. You just have to learn as you kind of go along and, you know, just exactly what you've done and what I've done through our careers and the money that we've invested within our careers and within ourselves as well. We have a really solid or a better understanding of where we were maybe 10 years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 I can relate to that. I can relate to that. And, you know, going back to, Little bit of that background, the trajectory, the check, the penny drop moment, you know, was until I did all that testing and look from a deeper understanding. And, you know, it's things that I was, you know, doing already, um, which were more detrimental for my health, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I was drinking the wrong type of coffee, you know, and it was growing mold, for Christ's sake. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Wait, going that, Before we go any further, we need to talk about how like okay, coffee growing mold. It's not <laughs> panels, is it? <laughs> So the, the coffee that I was drinking, a very famous brand. Am I allowed to say it? What was oh, I right. Yeah, I mean, if he sponsored yeah. us. They might okay, so um, yeah, an espresso machine. Um, you know, most <laughs> of us have got one. But until under, you know, further investigation and research, like the coffee um, in the capsules, one, it's in heavy metals. The second, it's stored for months, if not, you know, years without us knowing it. And it grows mycotoxins. So if you already have, you know, a, a gut health issues, uh, and intestinal permeability, which I found out, it's going to leak havoc on your gut and your immune system. And, you know, those symptoms would be brain fog, you know, getting ill, or not, you know, um, the list goes on. So until I started digging, you know, optimizing my life and changing things like my coffee, getting rid of the shot of that, that machine, that that machine that was making me sick, uh, getting out more in, in the sunlight, going for mountain growing coffee instead of this horrible garbage, things can start to shift, things can start to happen. But, you know, one size all that fits all does not work. It's, we have to be individual. We have to look at where we're at and, you know, meet the person where they're at and what they're willing to do, you know, these small little tweaks. So 
that's what I, that's what I did. <laughs> Everybody what... now is running to their kitchen to chuck the espresso machine. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, like it's it, it's serious. It's it's when you start digging a little bit deeper, understanding like what's making you sick, you know, and, and understanding from a from a root cause perspective, things massively change and open up, you know. But it doesn't mean like removing all these, you know, these things forever. You know, that's not what, I'm, not what I'm saying. But temporarily, if they're making you sick, why you continue using them? You know. How would you know? How would you know from an espresso standpoint? Let's let's talk about the capsules. How would you know that the Nespresso coffee is having potentially a detrimental impact to your to your health? Yeah, yeah. So from from a from a perspective that way, because the way it was getting stored, the way that um, I was storing it in just in my gym here it's just a breeding grounds and i think again until i did a bit of research on the sort of mold and how how that is detrimental for just our respiratory system just just for our overall health you know has a massive knock-on effect you know and it can be it can be a hard time to remove out the body because it's toxins at the end of the day mm. they get you know and they they held up in the tissues and you need to go on certain protocols with, like i did with, with nutrition mm. to help pull those toxins out you know, it's not just a case of removing them. It's a sort of a process I went through, but I didn't know that. I didn't know that until I sort of looked into functional medicine, dude. Like, because again, this is not sort of taught on PT school. It is not, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. in general stuff, you have to look at research and look at studies and stuff like that. And it wasn't until I put two and two together. I was like, holy shit. Not just that. It wasn't just the coffee, man. It was like, yeah. you know, I, get that. I understand that. <laughs> You know, I wasn't getting outside in nature, you know, I wasn't getting outside, you know, getting 15, 20 minutes of sunlight each day. I was sort of like a vampire, you know, I was going back to what I was doing with the gaming, you know, and I was just like, oh, something needs to tweak and change. So, it's easy done though, when you're trying to, when you're trying to grow a business, when you're trying to focus on the things that you think that matter to you at that moment in your life, it's easy yeah. to get stuck into that rut though. It's easy to like spend hours and hours and hours just purely looking at a window rather than physically going outside and thinking you've actually hit that kind of natural sunlight exposure. Yeah. Um, but the, the coffee one does fascinate me. And then obviously, you know, the, the name of the podcast is Coffee with Cal. So we could actually go into a huge tangent about coffee and <laughs> uh, altitude and Nicaragua and, you know, Mexico and where the good coffee's from and whatnot, but we're not going to we'll save that for another day. But uh there's something that's really kind of fascinating me about that. Even even the change in perspective that you had yeah. with regards to you going out and getting daily sunlight exposure. Because going outside, and whether people have heard this or not, and I'm sure you have as well, is you know, in nature there's something called fractals. Mm. And fractals obviously can only are only formed in nature. And it's we're so used to looking at rectangular screens. We're so used to living in boxed houses or flats or tenements. Everything has a unified, regimented kind of phys physical approach that we are absorbing on a daily basis. Yeah. As soon as the human body and mind goes into a forest or up a hill or into maybe not farmland because you know that's also kind of square as well, but into nature itself, the benefits of just seeing kind of natural objects on the subconscious and on the mind, the exposure, the dopamine hit, the natural. Oh yeah. Not under, what would be the word? The, um, you're unaware of the dopamine hit that you're getting from looking at these and the, yeah. and all the positive hormones going on in the body are far superior than anything that you can actually get prescribed over a counter. 
Oh, 100%. But we don't do it that often because we're unaware of it. So one thing I give all my clients to do is I want you to, you know, we're fortunate enough where we live, there's like forests and whatnot around us. But um, if it's an online client further afield, get out of the city at the weekend where you have more time. Take the family into a forest walk and just enjoy it. Because A, you've got no phone reception nine times out of ten. Yeah, um, you're not going to be on your device because you're spending time with your family anyway, or technically you should be. Um, yeah. But also, you're enjoying the outdoors, you know. And there's something so fascinating about that. So, when did that kind of shift happen for you? Because obviously, you live in Cambridge and in, in the Ely area. Do you have an opportunity to get out and about um, to experience kind of this kind of natural form rather than just kind of walking through the walking through the town? Very, very lucky where I live. I live like you do. I'm, I'm not in a forest, but there's a forest 30 minute drive away. Um, yeah. We're in the Fens um, in Cambridgeshire, so it's very flat. But I was, I, I was always very lucky, very fortunate. Um, grew up outside. I was always outside as a kid on my yeah. bike, out in nature, making dens like every kid should be doing, you know. And we don't see that anymore. We no. don't see kids going out in in nature and playing and getting muddy and you know playing like you know playing Star Wars with sticks like I did. You know, um, all that stuff doesn't happen. You know, unless I don't see that happening. But I noticed that I wasn't doing that. I wasn't getting outside in nature. And you're one hundred percent right. It's it's when you get this perspective, you get this sort of this shift. And you know, because we live this tech driven life, modern way of living, the the life that we are going with AI and technology, it's going to get worse. It wants us to, you know, it wants us to be dopamine driven by notifications, emails, responses. Mm-hmm. And it's until you step back to basics and get back into nature and do grounding, you know, you know, have your feet planted on the earth, you know. That makes such a difference in itself. I didn't actually realize until lockdown, every single day I went out and walked on the grass with my bare feet. And I can't even explain to you. I mean, that sounds really hippie for somebody that's like unaware of this of, of grounding, but my days, I felt yeah. a completely different person. 10 minutes. It's all I take, yeah. just walking in the garden. And I just felt yeah. like I just... You, oh, exactly. Something is that, I, that I say to my, my clients as well, like if you are working, you know, nine to five with tech, five days a week, you better make sure that you're balancing that with the same amount of time in nature if you can. Mm-hmm. You can start with your back garden, just sort of having a your cup of tea, in the morning, getting daily sunlight first thing if you can, or going for an afternoon walk. And then when the weather gets better, because I appreciate not everyone's as weird as, as us, putting your feet on the bare grass and having your coffee, having your, you know, having your first water of the day outside, you know, because it's so important. It's so vital for, for overall health, for mental well-being, physical, spiritual, whatever you name it, to get back into nature. Like we're just so far extracted from it. Yeah. 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 You mentioned, you've mentioned a couple of times about this um, spiritual kind of well-being. What, okay. um, what's your standpoint on that? And what do you, what do you mean by that? So I think you've been a similar path of me kind of with, um, I'm not religious or anything like that, but you know, we talked about fate, didn't we earlier? And you know, everything happens for a reason, very much the very similar mind to you, but until you work on your personal development and you explore sort of like, who you are as a person, what your purpose is, what your, what drives you, what motivates you, what inspires you. Until you sort of open that door, you do a little bit more digging. And that was a turning point for my health was until I started up, like journaling, you know, and asking myself better questions, reviewing everything, 
who I want to become, you know, and exploring. I think we were taught both we were both taught this in our last mentorship program, like the seven areas of life, you yeah. know. It just opened a whole new world because then you sort of like, oh, it's more than just 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 personal business. No, it's all these other areas, mentally, physically, vocationally, you know, in your relationships. That for me is the sort of like, you know, spiritualism, spiritualistic point of view. Yeah. Getting back into nature, you know, and it's very easy. We all have our own, I think, thought process on what that might be. Like, it's not, you know, wandering through a forest naked and you know, <laughs> rubbing your fingers on a magic carpet. I am one with the force, the forces of me. Yeah, yeah. It's no, it's just getting back into it. Like, you know, we're, we're so focused on what we're doing next and we're never in the present, I think, you know. So that's what I feel being tapping into that spiritualistic, spiritualistic, can't pronounce my word now. Yeah. Spiritualistic. Spiritualistic. There we go. Go with it. <laughs> um, is all about is being in tune to yourself a bit more, you know, because we're all on the go. You know, we've got what 50,000 thoughts a day running through our minds. We've all got stuff on. We've all got stress, you know, and it's, it's going to get worse, you know, like we have more thoughts running through our head than, you know, our ancestors did. You know, even 500 years ago, you know, there were there weren't social media. There weren't, you know, the Internet wasn't a thing. It was just you just you just you just lived, you know, in the present. We don't do that enough. You know, with the rise of TikTok and social media, it's, it's even harder now. You know, mm -hmm. so where I, where I sort of explore that is like, look, it's the yin and yang. You know, if you're driving and career focused, love that. I am, too. We all are. We want to grow ourselves. We want to become better human beings. But we also need to tap into that other side where we need to balance the shit out, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, the the thought process aspect we just mentioned there with um, was it fifty thousand thoughts thoughts a day that we have? Yeah. I actually this week I've had a, quite a few conversations with clients regarding kind of we we are we we are around ourselves twenty four seven, right? So we we are the ones that are ultimately limiting our ourselves for lack of a better term to achieve what we want to achieve due to the thoughts that we have i didn't actually realize it was about fifty thousand. that's a hell of a lot of thoughts to have in a day but i was wondering if you could kind of go into kind of how to overcome um limiting beliefs with regards to a client's journey because at the end of the day we do have these external pressures from society we do have these kind of external expectations in ourselves, and we did talk off air about a few of them that you know we've both experienced lately and um how can an individual almost overcome those i think the first one is understanding it is being aware awareness mm. is the first thing and that's until you sort of write them down like what do you think your limit beliefs are like i've got like an exercise that i do with with my clients on this where we introduce them to a, like a goal setting like planner right yeah and talk a little bit about this like you know, what are the things that you feel like are holding you back? It's, it's almost like poking the bear. It's exploring the conversation and writing down, you know, you know what what we what you think might be holding you back. For me, it's always imposter syndrome. Like, I never thought I was good enough. You know, you can go back to this in an early, early, um, earlier state where it's more from the way that we brought up or that we raised and we carry sort of trauma with us throughout the years. Mm -hmm. And we explore that conversation and, and create a safe space to just to talk about it um you can you can start to work towards it you know and i feel like until you sort of unpack and un unglue like you know each layer to the onion you get to the core right until you start going a little bit deeper and asking these questions you start to sort of move and shift your energy you know 
So that's the first way I think is awareness and exploration. But I think environment, you know, yeah. isn't that? I think that's key. Like if you are in an environment right now where it's negative, you've got people around you who are sort of talking, you know, in, in, you know, who are talking down to themselves, you know, happy where they are in life, complain, moan, you know, that will re, you know, we are, we massively pick up on that, you know? Yeah. So surrounding yourself with the right people, people who lift you up, who fucking light your life on fire, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Those are the people that you need to surround yourself with because we've all sort of got rid of those people who sort of like, almost like pull us down like a ball and chain, you know, you can't always get away from it, you know, as of life. But if you can surround yourself with the people who fucking excite you, you know, that, you know, when you see their message pop up, you don't roll your eyes, you know, you go, oh, you know, you get excited to hear what they have to say, you know, in the right environment, you know? Yeah, it's not doom and gloom when you get that message, you're like, what do they want? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've noticed that, like, I said, like you do, we surround ourselves with people who fucking light off, light off life on fire, yeah. not bounce it, you know, that's so important. If you're with people right now who live on the weekends you know no, nothing wrong with this but i escaped all that like that, that life you know live on live for the weekends you know partying drinking you know doing drugs all those things like that's that's not gonna help you you know mm. you've got to surround your people with self with people who who are lifting themselves up working on themselves doing greater things for themselves and society you know that's that's the people you need to surround yourself with yeah, I came across this really interesting video. Speaking about social media earlier on, um, on social media actually, and it was um, a motivational speaker that said, you know, people come into your life like seasons. You may have you may have come across this, but yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you got your spring, summer, autumn, winter, and you know, seasons come and go. People come and go, and it's it's not up to you to hold on to those because naturally your life will continue on. And then he went on to say. After those seasons, your life is like a rocket. So you have this rocket with its engines, with its boosters, and you have a trajectory. You know where you want to go. And you, yeah. you need to lean in on certain areas and certain people, not selfishly, but to help lift you up, just like we were discussing. Yeah. And um, you get to a certain altitude, and all of a sudden, the boosters of the rocket disappear. Because yeah. those boosters are those, are those people that have helped you get to that level, but you no longer require them mm. to get to it to the next level of your life doesn't mean you don't have to be friends with them it just means that your yeah. your connections may not be as strong as what they once were yeah so you're always looking not always looking but naturally you're always seeking to improve yourself i know well you and i both are and it's important to have those people around you that ne not necessarily share the same mission as you mm. but share the same environment say this share the same energy share the same desire within their own lives because they could be doing something completely different they could be fishermen for example or they could be you know whatever whatever other job they could be but they could as long as they are driven in their field or as people that naturally rubs off on you right oh 100 you know environment i, I said fishermen i really don't it just came out yeah <laughs> <laughs> Environment dictates success. And I think back to my gaming days, it's exactly like we're, we're leveling up ourselves. We're leveling up our own, our own selves, our characters. You know, where you were level one, you may be like level 20 and you still got levels yeah, to well, go. go. That's a nice analogy to put it into, actually. That's better than fishing. <laughs> but I get you, dude. Like, we're all, on, a, we're all on, on this path and, you know, we all, you know, you know, we it's like a, the seasons. People come and go out of your life 100%. And, you know, 
I love I love that. I love, I remember hearing that before, and I'm going to use that if that's all right. Um, that's a that's a great quote, but it's so true, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So where where in your journey right now are you in terms of your own growth, your own development? What's yeah. what, what's the future looking like? Yeah. So I recently did this over Christmas. I sort of like took a bit of a step back and sort of like assess like where do I want to go in one year's time, three years time, five years time, and you know, because I currently work with people one-to-one, I want to help more people. You know, I've got a, a a goal of impacting sort of hundreds of thousands of lives. I can't do that, you know, with working with people, you know, one-to-one. I've only got a certain amount of time and energy to do that. Yeah. So, you know, where I see myself going is, you know, like where we see the current state of the industry, everyone jumping ships and going online. That's only because I want to scale like what I do and help more people. But, you know, not everyone can you know, four to work one-to-one. So we have to think of ways to help others, which doesn't, you know, at, at, a, at a, you know, a different cost to everyone. So mm-hmm. like we just mentioned, everyone's at different points of their life. So for me, it's impacting more lives, you know, helping them, you know, go from this, this A to B, where they want to go in their life. That's number one. And then I want to grow as a person. So continue to educate myself, you know, um, I've got, I'm still part of this amazing community of people with the functional medicine nutrition space. I think that will continue with you know further mentorship and exploration of how to become a better person mm-hmm. myself in my relationships as a friend, as a, as, as, as a coach that will never change like self-development. If you're not investing in yourself, you know, you're massively missing out. So yeah. that, that will continue to change. And I think, you know, I did explore, uh, the realm I want to be doing a bit more traveling as well, mm-hmm. so traveling the world, seeing more cultures because you know um, the world is changing, it's evolving. Um, you know, holidays are great; they're great to sort of break the time up between work and play time. They're very, very important for for avoiding burnout. But I just want to sort of experience new cultures and maybe travel bits of the world. Yeah, uh, longer periods of time. Uh, the only thing that pulls me back is, you know, the people I work with, you know, I've got a duty, you know, I couldn't, I don't feel like I just take a month off, you know, so scaling a, a, a program, um, which I'm doing in a minute to help more people in a great way is something that I would like to do to be able to facilitate that. Yeah. And dude, like I had, the, I had this chat with a client, you know, last year about where I want to go in sort of 10, 20 years time is if you can think of that, that far, like, I would love to like build my own house. I would like to have my own land and, you know, grow vegetables, like live off my, live off the land, you know, like get back into nature. Like we said, yeah. And touch a little bit on the whole, um, yeah. What's it called? Uh, regenerative farming approach where you sort of like, you know, whatever you put back into the soil, the land, the animals are all grazing on there. You know, that's what I'd love to do and create a sort of a, a space for people to come. And, you know, we've got, what I've got here with the hub, you know, a place for people to, to train and exercise, move their bodies, do a little bit of cold plunge, heat, you know, saunas. That's what I see myself going in, in this, in the future. Yeah. It's still working with people, still help with people, wherever that would be through coaching, through speaking, through, you know, um, online workshops, who knows, dude, it's the, there's so many different doors we can go into. Absolutely. I think, I think that's the beauty of what we do. You know, I mean, I <clears throat> I very much share the same same mission. I, my job in my head has always been to help as many people as possible. And I know it sounds cliche, but ultimately become better versions of themselves. And 
yeah. you know, I do feel that expression is kind of thrown around quite a lot in terms of the coaching space, but I really, really do believe it. Yeah. Everybody has the opportunity to improve on themselves, including you and I. Like yeah. we're, not, we're not sitting here talking on this podcast thinking that we've nailed it all and you know we've completed it. We're always looking to improve ourselves physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, however way you look at it. And I think you know, if you to break it down into what you've said, you know, traveling is such a key component for that. And obviously not everybody, you know, can go away for like months at a time or years at a time and just kind of live off the grid sort of thing with the travel. But having having a business that can help facilitate the travel expenses that you're going to incur. Yeah. These new cultures. And generally that shift is going to have to be online. Mm. Is be a fantastic opportunity because you can still serve those clients, right? You can still serve those people. Yeah. Who yeah. It's, kind of, it's exactly what we mentioned about what we offer, right? We're yeah. telling our clients to get outside in nature, move, you know, don't just be glued to a screen. You know, yes, I work with clients who, you know, work the nine till five, you know, but the end goal is to optimize their life, you know, not becoming neglectant of the natural world, you know, because uh, there's so much more than just training and nutrition. There's, there's so much stuff there, you know, that we haven't tapped into, but yeah, it's been interesting. And what I knew, what I know now compared to a year ago, like I recently, it was, it was, was it March? I, I started adding in blood work. Like I did it with myself earlier in the last year and I had my first client that we did it on. And ever since that, like, that's just a norm. Like every client I work with, the first thing we do is get a blood work, you know, done first and foremost, because that will tell how much like nutrition, training, lifestyle protocols we're going to lay out for them. You know, I would, I can't, I couldn't have read a blood test, you know, and now I could do it like under an hour. I can like pick the trends, pick apart what we need to do, what we found, the reasons, why is the who's the what's the, how we're going to, you know, you know, you know, from this amazing information, what we're going to do with it, you know? So yeah, continue to learn. What about yourself? Good question. Um, so <laughs> survive another year as a dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Focus on the, focus on the present. Like we said, focus on life. Um, no, I think uh, jo joking aside, yes, I've, uh, yeah, in the last year, you know, my daughter's now one. And I think, I think ultimately for me, over the next kind of year, five years, ten years, is to, 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 to be the best I can possibly be for my wife and you know for my family. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And the way and the way I can do that is by looking after myself first, first and foremost. And you know yeah, we've yeah. we've talking we've we've talked offline. You know we talk about this probably in social media an awful lot as well, but. I firmly believe that you cannot serve other people unless you look after yourself first. And this has kind of be, been basically the subtle undertone of this conversation that we have had is people look that people may think that it's quite a selfish approach, but you know, ultimately if you're fatigued, if you're overworked, if you're burnt out, if you're stressed and you're coming home to what is supposed to be a happy sanctuary of love and you're feeling the way you're feeling, you cannot, embrace that you're only going to go back and bring in this negative energy back into the house so yeah. for me it's definitely definitely working on myself you know continuing to do so continuing to do the things that i love to do and also the things i love to do as a family as well because my my perspective of of life since becoming a dad and um i yeah i, I think i mentioned earlier on i recently lost quite a close friend as well has completely changed oh, and yeah. now it's just all about love it's yeah. all about helping people 
become their true selves. So yeah. that's yeah. kind of not necessarily my one, five, 10 year goal, but that's just my over overall life yeah. time goal that I've got set for myself. Yeah. And you're living it now. That's the main thing. And yeah, you're damn right. You can't serve from an empty vessel, right? Yeah. You've heard that one before. You can't pour from an empty cup. And it's so true. And I, I get it's hard for certain clients I've worked with, especially mothers who've gone through this amazing transition, right? Of, of, of childbirth, raising their kids, you know, your whole, your priority shift. I completely understand that. But the underlying thing is you know, don't neglect yourself in the detriment for others, you know? Yeah. You can't be the best person you can be and help them unless you work for yourself. Yeah. It's like that classic thing when we go on a plane, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you're going to say, but say it, yeah. continue on. You know, you, you've got to put your seatbelt on first, you know? Yeah. And when the oxygen mask comes down, you're not going to rush off and hold someone else's for them. No, you've got to focus on yourself first because then you can help them. Then you can serve. Then you can do that. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Julie, I think that's a lovely place to, to finish up. We could continue on chatting all day. No, obviously. no we could be here for hours. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> yeah. um, I feel we've only really scratched the surface and there'll definitely have to be another episode where we bring you back on and yeah. have more depth about certain aspects that we've touched on today. But what I do like to do is uh, give you an opportunity to basically just recap and remind the listeners exactly what it is you do, who you serve, and most importantly, where can they get in touch with you? <laughs> Cheers, dude. It's been great chatting with you, and I know we could be here for ages. Um, so, yeah, you can find me um, on, on, on socials. Um, we put some really cool content out. It's a bit different and out there. But um, yeah, my, my handle, social handles, you type in my name, uh, Joey Ison, uh, coach, I'll pop up on there. Um, and just my name, you know, Facebook and LinkedIn, I'm on there as well. Um, but yeah, our, our ethos is, you know, we, we help nine to five workers, you know, who feel burnt out, you know, want to build their dream life, their dream body by rebuilding their, their confidence, skyrocket their energy without these strict diets mm -hmm. and spending out the gym to get there through a holistical health approach. So what we've coined is the health first approach. So that's looking in, like we said today, blood work, nutrition, lifestyle, stress, exercise. Um, and yeah, you can find me on those. Um, and we work on a, you know, yeah, a coaching process, but feel free, check, check, check myself out um, on those channels and uh, connect with me and we'd love to love to chat. All those, all those links will be put in the show notes um for, for this episode of the podcast so if even if people don't even have a clue what you just said there they can just click on it <laughs> click on the link below awesome joe thank you so much for joining me on the latest episode of coffee with cal uh i think a really nice way to start off and i start all the podcasts like this with you introducing yourself with what it is you do who you help and a little bit of background about yourself awesome bro well it's good to reconnect with you finally and thanks for having me on it's an absolute pleasure um, so my, my name is Joe, Joe Ison. Some, some call me Joey. Um, I am a health coach in the Ely Cambridge area. Uh, mainly work with clients who kind of want that nine to five lifestyle. They feel burnt out and they want to basically build their, their dream body, rebuild their confidence, skyrocket their energy without these, these strict dieting methods or spending hours in the, ex in, you know, the gym to get there. And, I've I've known well Cam just over a couple of years. We sort of reconnected um from an old mentorship group. Um and we're just reconnecting. And 
yeah, we've both kind of been in the industry at the same time. We've been fortunate enough to be, you know, come up to 10 years in the industry now. And it's, it's crazy. Yeah. We've seen a lot. We've, we've, we've done a lot. We've achieved a lot, helped a lot of people. And we're kind of on the same wavelength, aren't we, bud? Um, same sort of mission. But, um, yeah, that's a little bit, little bit of background. And I'm sure I'll go into other things. <laughs> that's just a general rule of what I do and how I can help. But, yeah, man, it's, it's great to be here. Yeah, no, brilliant. I think um, I think one of the things that kind of really kind of struck a card with me recently was the the clear transition that you have made from essentially being what would generally be classed as a quote unquote personal trainer to mm. where you are now in a in a very much a health coaching space. Oh, um, and we'll talk about, talk about that journey in a second. But one of the things that kind of I um, subconsciously I've done myself and you know through speaking to you recently through through Instagram to, to basically reconnect was was the fact that I have also changed that as well to not necessarily in the same level of health coaching that you've gone into but mm-hmm. I very much I very quickly realized that you know whilst there's an opportunity and whilst there's definitely ground for a personal training in, in gym you know commercial environments and small personal training studios um, you know if somebody I always felt if somebody was if we were adding more stress into that individual by getting them to commit to a time to go through rush hour traffic, were we actually making a positive impact on their journey or was it more negative mm. adding stress into their day? So I actually took almost like a bird's eye view approach to this and changed it. It's like, what, what can be the, the minimal effective dose that I can do to help somebody move from point A to point B in the quickest way possible? Yeah. For me, that was almost going kind of, subconsciously down this kind of health coaching aspect in terms yeah. of like let's focus on stress management let's focus on daily activity hydration sleep etc yeah so that's how i kind of approached it but how did you kind of kind of almost not essentially switch lanes but change your your coaching approach so to speak very, very similar to like you i with the is are we are we going to make a more of a positive influence on the people we're helping with or are we going to make more of a detrimental effect on on their health and well-being and the the switch for me, Cam, was was I think as a health and fitness industry, we're the the classic personal training route that we were what's what we 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 were in at the time, and now we've escaped and doing something completely amazing and different, unique. Yeah, uh, was going against grain. It was it was not really health focused, and it was not really fitness focused. It was just you know following the standard, and the standard is very very poor, you know. And if you look at the current health stats, it's quite shocking. I'm sure we'll go into them in a bit of a detail in a minute. But I thought and take took a step back and realized, am I actually helping people or am I actually adding more to the pile of their problems? You mm-hmm. know, and, you know, one hour, two hour sessions a week with in the gym isn't going to get a result. As you know, there's 24 hours in a day, you yeah. know, and like two hours across the week isn't going to massively impact someone's life might make a small little difference but as you know dude it's the days in between you know yeah. what you do on the weekend the lifestyle that you lead the stress the sleep all those fundamental things that i think and feel most personal trainers neglect you know and that's no that's through no fault of their own that's through no. maybe kind of lack of understanding or lack of where the industry is as a whole mm. whilst developing these personal training certifications the they very much tell you how to create a program, a very box standard program at that. But, you know, what I found definitely about coaching is you're coaching the individual in front of you. You're not, yeah. you're not coaching 
it's not like a you know we use the word cookie cutter when we when we say cookie cutter it's like generic programming for everybody but it's almost like they don't teach you or coach you or train you how to develop the empathy that's needed essentially in that person to a more deeper reason as to why they want to change in the first place i'll tell you what it's like and i don't know if this resonates with you but it's like when i when i got qualified as a pt back in 2012 you know it, you're taught how to pass the course a lot like your driving test you're not taught how to drive uh, yeah you know, you're, ta- you're taught how to pass the test dude you know and the same thing goes with this current standard that we've got in in, in classic P- pt qualifications nowadays the empathy you know you being professional honest on time passionate about what you do that that is something that i think it's ingrained from you like you have to learn yourself you know mm-hmm. you've gone that journey but they're literally just telling you how to pass a course and uh, it's yeah. been such a quick time now. Like it's, it's shocking. Like, I don't know about you, but I had to, mine was 16 weeks and I had to be there five days a week doing sort really? of, yeah, nine till nine in the morning starts till six evening, you know, and that was a long, long course, you know, and now they're just churning these things out and you could become a, a qualified personal trainer in six weeks or less. And it's all online. Like how the hell does that work? <laughs> yeah, well, you know what the fright, you know what the frightening thing was. So before before I became a personal trainer, as myself back in the day, I I actually had a degree in sports and exercise science. Yeah, I was yeah. I was relatively clued up on the whole kind of nutrition yeah. from a from an academic standpoint with you know nutrition, biomechanics, and how to develop programs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. And so when I actually decided to go down the personal training route, um, and yeah. a short flurry in the snow sports industry, I was almost shocked that okay i've got a four-year degree behind me and what they're wanting me to do is just go down a six-week course Mm. i was essentially doing a six-week course that somebody who hadn't had that essential degree or hadn't had that necessary background you know degrees aren't everything i get that but anybody could do it and i often say to my clients like look if you wanted to become a personal trainer you could sack in your job right now six weeks down the line become a pt with the knowledge that you've currently got yeah and I, yeah. they're like really and i was like yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's the frightening thing about the industry it seems to be let's pump people into it yeah get people in and then that's where i feel really strongly about the negativity that surrounds the jobs that we had and maybe currently do as well because of the experiences that clients have had and we're there to like the good guys so to speak are there to mop up yeah i completely relate to that dude and a little bit of background for the listeners like to in the context before 2012 like i was in the games design industry that's how i started out. oh wow okay so i was actually a hardcore you know gamer like studying games design that was my that was going to be my future that's all i knew um i i went to i did media i did art you know i was very clear on what i wanted to do you know so that's quite a transition from mm, yeah. being where i am now to what i was doing you know back in 2012 but like anyone, uh, I, I sort of came in the industry because I started to become less passionate about what I felt at the time was my career path, which mm-hmm. was game design. I was going to go down the classic route of uni, you know, that societal pressure of like, yeah, you've got to get a job, you've got to go to uni, you got to you know, follow this path that everyone else does. And I didn't like that. And I, and I felt, you know, my physical and mental and emotional and almost spiritual, um, you know, could say that health was was taking a bit of a battering you know because i was so unsure but you know i was at like that 18 19 years old of age that that transition in life where you're what more self-conscious you're more aware of how you look and how you feel 
And my health deteriorated, you know, that's why I wanted to get into it because I found exercise as an escape, a bit like gaming from the current reality, like life, as we call it, with the pressure of work and jobs and stuff. So for me, gaming was a great escape, you know, and uh, I'm not trying to put anyone off gaming. It's great. It's great. It's <laughs> yeah. out there. But I was, you know, burning the candle at both ends, dude. You know, I was hitting burnout, you know, quite, you know, just past, getting ill quite often. You know, you're, you're putting long hours in front of a screen. You're getting no sunlight. You're stuck indoors all day, you know. Like, I'd get home from college, you know, just to put it into context. At, like, four, I'd log on, and I wouldn't get off the Xbox until, like, or PC till 2 a.m., you know, till my eyes were bleeding, that sort of stuff. And I knew it wasn't sustainable, and yeah. I felt crap. I felt terrible for it. And then that's actually when I hit, got hit hard with chronic fatigue syndrome and lost, like, 15, 20 kilos of my body weight. And I was like, enough's enough. Like, I've got to work on myself. And that's what I did. You know, worked on myself, went in and started off with home workouts, got my confidence up. And then that sort of led me to the path that I'm in now, where I was like, whoa, I actually really noticed a big difference. More and more people were asking me for advice. I wonder if there's like a career in this, you know? And there you go. There you go. You stumble into these 12 week courses. And um, well, at the time were 12 week courses. Now it's completely shifted and changed. Yeah. And um, yeah. And it's been an amazing journey. You know, I've been like you, it's been a, it's been a one hell of a ride, you know? And I think we've invested sort of over must be 85 K in my education to get where I am now, you know, yeah. like yourself. And so much has changed yeah. since that time, you know, from working in these, these, these high-end clients, high-end gyms, you know, to where we are now. But that's a little bit of a background of where I got into it, you know? That's, that's absolutely fascinating. So I guess one of the things that you could probably really relate to massively is when you're dealing with clients who are working a nine-to-five, nobody does nine-to-five, but, you know, it's stereotypically like the saying, um, and they're actually still logging on seven o'clock, eight o'clock, trying to balance family, experiencing burnout, experiencing fatigue, probably you know, burn the candles at both ends. Oh, yeah. Worries with kind of anxiety, uh, borderline depression, burnout, all the all the kind of all the words, all the buzzwords. And then they think, well, something needs to change because yeah. I can't continue to live my life like this. And then you come in, they hire you, they hire your services. How do you then like balance that out? How do you then complement their life? Because yeah people will see, well, they're adding something else. They're going to overdo it. Something else has to give. So how do you, well, firstly, go down the line of experience with yeah. clients and how you kind of integrate. Yeah. So, you know, started out classic personal training route, training clients two, three times in the gym, you know, that. but I wanted to help them more from a deeper standpoint. Look at their, look at what was really going off. Like, like you would, you know, mechanic looks at a car, lifting up that hood, looking at the engine, looking at how things are running and, until that pain drop moment where you know you start to educate yourself and understand well health is so much more than just looking a certain way it's a symbiotic relationship how's their sort of their their sleep their stress their lifestyle management you know like you know um the, the world 10 years ago is completely different to what it was now you know we've got so much more environmental stress you know we're 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 getting sicker as a nation mm. you know like one you know the health stats don't look that great you know one in two have chronic disease you know seven out of ten deaths you know, are from chronic disease, you know, one in four have allergies, one in, you know, two people are on prescription medication nowadays. Crazy. The UK, three quarters of the UK are overweight and obese, you know. So that in itself, that sole 
statistic in itself, regardless of what else you just said there, that statistic of three quarters of the UK population are classed as obese. And I think if you even dig a little bit deeper into that, you'll find that Scotland is actually the most obese nation with a population of only 5 million in the whole of Europe. Yeah. That's worrying. So frightening stat. Is is just training someone once or twice a week going to help them get there? No, we've got some more underlying cofactors that we can help our clients with that doesn't revolve them, you know, beasting them in the gym. Mm-hmm. So that's why I stripped everything back. And, you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll go over like the journey of where I've got to um, and what we're doing now with the health coaching side of things. But, you know, there's a lot of us who, you know, came to like, you know, upon testing and doing more uh, of the nutrition and looking at blood work and looking at lifestyle, looking at deficiencies. There's a lot of gut health issues. There's a lot of autoimmune conditions going on. There's a lot of problem health conditions that people walk around with. They don't get picked up. They don't address. And the classic route for them, you know, the clients that I work with, if you've been to a gym or they get fobbed off their GP and they have a blood test done and it comes back as everything is normal, you know, but they're still carrying these symptoms, brain fog, fatigue, um, you know, irritability, you know, struggling to stay awake after sort of two o'clock, like relying on caffeine for energy, sleep being impacted, you know, depression, anxiety. These aren't normal symptoms, but all you're being told in our industry is, yeah, you just got to go on a diet. You just got to go on a calorie deficit. You just got to go and just, you know, eat more of this and go for more steps around the block. Like that is not great advice. You know, one man's poison, sorry, one man's medicine could be another one's poison. So we've got to be very, very, like almost granular. We've got to be really specific on who we're working with and what we're giving to them, you know? Absolutely. I think, um, so when, when was that penny drop moment for you? When did you realize that you had to dig deeper? I think it was about a year and a half ago. Um, when so I started, all these years in the industry. Yeah. So at yeah, that yeah. point, 2012, so 20. 2021 like i noticed that i started to get these gut health symptoms start popping up brain fog i started getting a little bit more fatigued than usual you know you start getting busier in my business i was working split shifts working with clients in the morning and evening and it was my health started getting impacted again and i've been in and out of shape all my life and it wasn't until i like addressed what was going on the root cause rather than the symptoms because we're very good at mask and, and chucking things at people to mask certain symptoms, but we're really poor and helping our clients and getting to the root cause of the issue. So I stuck, I stripped everything back and looking at things from more of a functional medicine and nutrition perspective. So just to, just to sort of break the context guys. So we've got, you know, functional medicine, which looks at sort of like sleep, like me and Callum look at lifestyle, stress, you know, lifestyle, history, trauma, emotions, all this stuff that gets neglected from the conventional way of thinking where the conventional way of, of um, medicine, I don't want to sort of tr- tread on people's toes here um, and tarnish everyone with the same brush, but it's very much like, Oh, you've got this symptom here. Take this pill, take this medication, you yeah. know, without even looking at people's nutrition, like we said, sleep, stress and diet and how much they're actually doing in their work, you know, in their life. Yeah. So we take a bit of a deeper approach. So of course, going back to where I was, I was seeing symptoms of cure. I noticed I was carrying a little bit more body fat. You know, I was noticing that I wasn't happy again with where I was looking and how I was feeling and I was operating in my day-to-day life. And it wasn't until I understood like, oh, 
I'm actually having a load of gut health symptoms here and explored like, oh, Joe, you've got intestinal permeability. You've got, you know, a bacterial overgrowth. Whoa, this is nuts. So again, I sort of delved in deep, educated myself, studying, you know, currently stuff, functional medicine and nutrition and understood like, well, this is more a problem for my, like, not just for me, but my clients as well. A lot of these guys have the same issues. And that's when I started doing blood testing and doing blood work analysis to really pinpoint what's going on. So it's a beautiful way of looking at our health from a deeper lens than just what we see on the surface. You know, your blood doesn't lie. So when I had my first blood test, everything changed. <laughs> really? Hmm. So what, um, what sort of stuff did that highlight then? Because that's, I guess it's a lot of, you know, what, what you've just spoken about there, a lot of people would be, you know, massively unaware of. Yeah. And, you know, you're right. You do go to the doctor and, you know, a blood test comes back at normal, but that's normal within the parameters of, you know, a generalized scale that the GP is working towards. Yeah. Because if you're looking to kind of really get underneath the hood, so to speak, yeah. highlight any kind of deficiencies in areas that are, potentially of concern to help improve somebody's overall health and well-being yeah blood work by the sounds of it is something that could potentially be the answer to these issues so what what did it highlight for you oh dude like so one we'll talk about without going down the rabbit hole <laughs> so male testosterone that was a little bit suboptimal yeah uh, but going back to the blood testing because going down the conventional route guys just so if you go to your doctors or gp you know um again trying to tread on too many toes here, but generally a lot of us get, do get fobbed off because they're so overwhelmed. They're so stressed. The, 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 the ranges that we're getting compared to, you know, and the markers that they test us for are minimal, you know, compared to what I do with the clients I work with and what I do myself. It's very, very granular. It looks at like certain markers and puts them on a pedestal. Whereas we've got to look at like an overview of what our immune system is doing, what the thyroid is doing, what the, you know, the cholesterol, the lipid panel, what our liver is doing, our kidneys, our hormones, and of course, how that affects our nutrient status, because you'd be amazed at how many nutrient deficiencies we carry in the UK. But without going down that rabbit hole, the ranges that you're that we're getting compared to, you're damn right. It's you it's the sick and the elderly, it's the it's it's the average of the population who goes to the doctors. Most people who go to the doctors, aren't that healthy and aren't that great. So when you go and get a blood test done because you're carrying certain symptoms you're getting compared to the same as everyone else. And these ranges, dude, are 17 to 23 years out of date. Really? So 17 to 23 years between wow. scientific evidence and patient care. That's Whereas cool. when I looked at functional medicine, this is why I chose this route, we have to update our ranges every quarter, you know? And that's based upon current research, current evidence, and you can build up a bigger picture than looking at this, you know, this one size fits all approach. Yeah. So I found with myself, dude, like my immune system, you can pick up certain trends in blood work. You can pick up certain things of your hormones not optimizing well. You can pick up things like your, yeah, like of a hormonal panel, for example, things like prolactin and testosterone, the relationship there. And obviously vitamin D deficiency. You know, mm -hmm. a lot in the Ireland, UK, Ireland, in Scotland and Wales are vitamin D deficient, especially during these winter months because yeah, there's no yeah. hormones that wreaks havoc, you know, on things like our mental health, you know, mm -hmm. seasonal affective disorder is solely linked to vitamin D deficiency, you know, and having a vitamin D deficiency, it's like an 18, 14 degrees, increased risk of suicide. That's shocking. 
So you can pick all this stuff up with, a, with going to get a full comprehensive blood test. So that's what I did. And I found like, yeah, I've got to change some things here. Like <laughs> this classic calorie deficit approach isn't working. You know, I had to find something that is unique for me. We're all in different, we're individuals and we're getting, you know, the same advice, the generic advice of going on a calorie deficit and just filling your foods up with whatever you want. And it's, it's, it's that more damaging than actual doing more benefit for the people yeah. there was definitely a movement wasn't there with uh, if it fits your macros <laughs> you know and that was that was pretty much solid advice from about five six years ago if it fits your macros go with it but yeah. you know it, it actually does a lot more damage than, than what people think and okay yeah going on a calorie deficit is, is fantastic if you're looking to just you know maybe shift a little bit of weight but if you're looking for long-term health um because the way the way i see it right I see what we do now in our 20s, our 30s, and our 40s yeah. sets us up for life in our 60s, 70s, and 80s. 100%, you know, we've all heard the same thing, like, oh, well, you know, it's, ge it's genetics, it's genetics, genes, like, my whole family are obese, you know, like, therefore, I'm going to be obese. It's somewhat true, but genes are like a loaded gun. It's the diet and lifestyle that pulls that trigger. Yeah. So what you do now in your 20s and 30s, will set you up for your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s and 80s and beyond. That. Yeah. Because we're all, we're all obviously striving for the centennial, aren't we? Mm. <laughs> I, I, I Same as you do. Like, I want that, like, your, when we were talking off air a little while ago, like, our goals shift. What my goals were 18 to 19 to 20 are completely different to what they are now that I'm in my late 20s, you know, and then 30s and then eventually 40s. But, you know, looking good and feeling good is a byproduct of, you know, just optimizing your life you know it's a byproduct it shouldn't be sort of like the, like oh i've got to look a certain way or feel a certain way you know yeah so for me fixing health having that underlying factor sort that out first make sure everything is optimized hormone wise nutrient wise you're lowering your stress sleep optimize those things first and your whole world can change. And it has for me, you know, getting, maintaining this lean state, you know, and looking and feeling your best is almost like autopilot because you're optimizing certain areas of your life. And that's pretty much what we do with our clients. We take them from feeling burnt out, energized, you're not happy with themselves to, you know, optimizing all areas of their life. It yeah. goes far beyond looking a certain way, but yeah, we build a dream body, but we optimize their, their lifestyle. Like, why would you not optimize your lifestyle and yeah. around it? It's something, it's something I've always said as well. Like I've always, always said to, you know, regardless of, you know, what stage of my life, because of, because I was never going, I never went into the industry as yeah. the, you know, the gym rat or the person that spent loads of time in the gym. I always used the gym to help supplement when I was playing basketball at uni, it was to help get stronger for that, you know, specifically because I was part of an SNC program there, but Laterally, when I chose to, you know, become a, you know, personal trainer and work in the health, the health, um, the health space, for me it was always a byproduct. You know, like yeah. how you looked was a byproduct of how you actually feel. Like if you can optimize, just like you said, what is underneath, yeah, chances are you're going to lose. You know what ultimately people want to lose in the first place, which is their weight. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Or trying to change their weight without kind of going underneath the hood. Mm. You're not actually fixing the problem. No, you're no. fixing that thing that's visible in front of you without actually knowing anything else about you as a person. 
100%. You need to learn as you kind of go along and, you know, just exactly what you've done and what I've done through our careers and the money that we've invested within our careers and within ourselves as well. We have a really solid or a better understanding of where we were maybe 10 years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 I can relate to that. I can relate to that. And, you know, going back to a little bit of that background, the trajectory, the check, the penny drop moment, you know, was until I did all that testing and look from a deeper understanding. And, you know, it's things that I was, you know, doing already, um, which were more detrimental for my health. You know, mm. like I was drinking the wrong type of coffee, you know, and it was growing mold, for Christ's sake. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, going that, Before okay. we go any further, we need to talk about how, like, okay, coffee growing mold. It's not Americanos, <laughs> is it? <laughs> so the the coffee that I was drinking, a very famous brand. Am I allowed to say it? What was? Oh, I right, yeah. I mean, if he sponsor yeah. us, they might okay. So um, yeah, an espresso machine. Um, you know, most <laughs> of us have got one, but until under you know further investigation and research, like. The coffee um, in the capsules, one, it's in heavy metals. The second, it's stored for months, if not, you know, years without us knowing it. And it grows mycotoxins. So if you already have, you know, gut health issues uh, and intestinal permeability, which I found out, it's going to leak havoc on your gut and your immune system. And, you know, those symptoms would be brain fog, you know, getting ill, you know, um, the list goes on. So until I started digging, you know, optimizing my life and changing things like my coffee, getting rid of the shot of that, that machine, that, that machine that was making me sick, uh, getting out more in, in the sunlight, going for mountain growing coffee instead of this horrible garbage, things can start to shift. Things can start to happen, but you know, one size all that fits all does not work. It's, we have to be individual. We have to look at where we're at and, you know, meet the person where they're at. And what they're willing to do you know these small little tweaks so that's what I, that's what i did <laughs> everybody small. now is running to their kitchen to chuck the espresso <laughs> <laughs> but dude like it's it, it's serious it's it's when you start digging a little bit deeper understanding like what's making you sick you know and, and understanding from a from a root cause perspective things massively change and open up you know but it doesn't mean like removing all these, you know, these things forever. You know, that's not what, I'm, not what I'm saying, but temporarily, if they're making you sick, why you continue using them, you know? How would you know? How would you know from an espresso standpoint? Let's, let's talk about the capsules. How would you know that the Nespresso coffee is having potentially a detrimental impact to your to your health? Yeah, yeah. So from from a from a perspective that way, because the way it was getting stored, the way that um, I was storing it, in just in my gym here it's just a breeding grounds and i think again until i did a bit of research on sort of mold and how how that is detrimental for just our respiratory system just just for our overall health you know has a massive knock-on effect you know and it can be it can be a hard time to remove out the body because it's toxins at the end of the day mm. they get you know and they they held within the tissues and you need to go on certain protocols like i did with, with nutrition mm. to help pull those toxins out you know, it's not just a case of removing them. It's a sort of a process I went through, but I didn't know that. I didn't know that until I sort of looked into functional medicine, dude. Like, because again, this is not sort of taught on PT school. It was not, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. in general stuff, you have to look at research and look at studies and stuff like that. And it wasn't until I put two and two together. I was like, holy shit. Not just that. It wasn't just the coffee, man. It was like, yeah. you know, I, I understand that. 
you know, I wasn't getting outside in nature, you know, I wasn't getting outside, you know, getting 15, 20 minutes of sunlight each day. I was sort of like a vampire, you know, I was going back to what I was doing with the game in, you know, and I was just like, oh, something needs to tweak and change. So, it's easy done though when you're trying when you're trying to grow a business, when you're trying to focus on the things that you think that matter to you at that moment in your life. It's easy yeah. to get stuck into that rut though. It's easy to like spend hours and hours and hours just purely looking at a window rather than physically going outside and thinking you've actually hit that kind of natural sunlight exposure. Yeah. Um, but the, the coffee one does fascinate me. And then obviously, you know, the, the name of the podcast is Coffee with Cal. So we could actually go into a huge tangent about coffee and <laughs> uh, altitude and Nicaragua and, you know, Mexico and where the good coffee's from and whatnot, but we're not going to we'll save that for another day. But uh there's something that's really kind of fascinating me about that. Even, even the change in perspective that you had yeah. with regards to you going out and getting daily sunlight exposure, because going outside and whether people have heard this or not, and I'm sure you have as well is, you know, in nature, there's something called fractals mm. and fractals obviously can only are only formed in nature. And it's, we're so used to looking at rectangular screens. We're so used to living in boxed houses or flats or tenements. Everything has a unified regimented kind of physical approach that we are absorbing on a daily basis. As soon as the human body and mind goes into a forest or up a hill or into maybe not farmland because, you know, that's also kind of square as well, but into nature itself, the benefits of just seeing kind of natural objects on the subconscious and on the mind, the exposure, the dopamine hit, the natural. Oh yeah. Not under, what would be the word? The, um, you're unaware of the dopamine hit that you're getting from looking at these and the, yeah. and all the positive hormones going on in the body are far superior than anything that you can actually get prescribed over a counter. Oh, 100%. But we don't do it that often because we're unaware of it. So one thing I give all my clients to do is I want you to, you know, we're fortunate enough where we live, there's like forests and whatnot around us. But um, if it's an online client further afield, like get out of the city at the weekend where you have more time, take the family into a forest walk and just enjoy it because A, you've got no phone reception nine times out of 10. Um, You're not going to be on your device because you're spending time with your family anyway, or technically you should be. Um, But also you're enjoying the outdoors. You know, and there's something so fascinating about that. So when did that kind of shift happen for you? Because obviously you live in Cambridge and in, in the Ely area. Do you have an opportunity to get out and about um, to experience kind of this kind of natural form rather than just kind of walking through the walking through the town? Very, very lucky where I live. I live like you do. I'm, I'm not in a forest, but there's a forest 30 minute drive away. Um, mm. We're in the Fens um, in Cambridgeshire. So it's very flat, but... I was I I was always very lucky, very fortunate. Um, grew up outside. I was always outside as a kid on my yeah. bike, out in nature, making dens like every kid should be doing, you know. And we don't see that anymore. We no. don't see kids going out in in nature and playing and getting muddy and you know playing like you know playing Star Wars with sticks like I did, you know. Um, all that stuff doesn't happen, you know. Unless I don't see that happening, but. I noticed that I wasn't doing that. I wasn't getting outside of nature and you're 100% right. It's, it's when you get this perspective, you get this sort of this shift and, you know, because we live this tech driven life, modern way of living, the, the life that we are low going with AI and technology, it's going to get worse. It wants us to, you know, 
it wants us to be dopamine driven by notifications, emails, responses. Mm-hmm. And it's until you step back to basics and get back into nature and do grounding, you know, you know, have your feet planted on the earth, you know. That makes such a difference in itself. I didn't actually realize until lockdown, every single day I went out and walked on the grass with my bare feet. And I can't even explain to you. I mean, that sounds really hippie for somebody that's like unaware of this of, of grounding, but my days I felt yeah. a completely different person. Ten minutes. It's all I take, yeah. just walking in the garden. And it just felt yeah. like I just Something is that I say to my my clients as well. Like if you are working, you know, nine to five with tech five days a week, you better make sure that you're balancing that with the same amount of time in nature if you can. And it can start with your back garden, just sort of having a your cup of tea in the morning, getting daily sunlight first thing if you can, or going for an afternoon walk. And then when the weather gets better, because I appreciate not everyone's as weird as as us, putting your feet on the bare grass. And having your coffee, having your, you know, having your first water of the day outside, you know, because it's so important. It's so vital for for overall health, for mental well-being, physical, spiritual, whatever you name it, to get back into nature. Like we're just so far extracted from it. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned you've mentioned a couple of times about this um, spiritual kind of well-being. But okay. um, what's your standpoint on that? And what do you what do you mean by that? So I think you've been on a similar path with me, kind of with, um, I'm not religious or anything like that, but, you know, we talked about fate, didn't we, earlier, and, you know, everything happens for a reason, very much, a very similar mind to you. But until you work on your personal development and you explore sort of like who you are as a person, what your purpose is, what you, what drives you, what motivates you, what inspires you, until you sort of open that door, you do a little bit more digging. And that was a turning point for my health was until I started up, like journaling you know, and asking myself better questions, reviewing everything, who I want to become, you know, and exploring. I think we were taught both we were both taught this in our last mentorship program, like the seven areas of life, you yeah. know. It just opened a whole new world because then you sort of like, oh, it's more than just 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 personal business. No, it's all these other areas, mentally, physically, vocationally, you know, in your relationships. That for me is the sort of like, you know, spiritualism spiritualistic point of view. Yeah getting back into nature you know and it's very easy we all have our own i think thought process on what that might be like it's not you know wandering through a forest naked and you know <laughs> rubbing your fingers on a magic carpet i am one with the force the forces of me yeah, yeah it's no it's just getting back into it like you know we're, we're so focused on what we're doing next and we're never in the present i think you know so that's what i feel being tapping into that spiritualistic spiritualistic can't pronounce my word now yeah spiritualistic spiritualistic there we go with it (laughs) um um, is all about is being in tune to yourself a bit more you know because we're all on the go you know we've got what fifty thousand thoughts a day running through our minds we've all got stuff on we've all got stress you know it's going to get worse you know like we have more thoughts running through our head than you know our ancestors did you know even 500 years ago you know there were there weren't social media there weren't you know the internet wasn't a thing. It was just, you just, you just, you just lived, you know, in the present. We don't do that enough, you know, with the rise of TikTok and social media, it's, it's even harder now, you know, mm-hmm. so where I, where I sort of explore that is like, look, it's the yin and yang, you know, if you're driving and career focused, love that. I am too. We all are. We want to grow ourselves. We want to become better human beings, but we also need to tap into that other side where we need to balance the shit out, you know, 
Yeah, totally. Um, the the thought process aspect we just mentioned there with um, was it fifty thousand thoughts thoughts a day that we have? Yeah, I actually this week I've had a, quite a few conversations with clients regarding kind of we we are we we are around ourselves twenty four seven, right? So we we are the ones that are ultimately limiting our ourselves for lack of a better term to achieve what we want to achieve due to the thoughts that we have i didn't actually realize it was about fifty thousand. that's a hell of a lot of thoughts to have in a day but i was wondering if you could kind of go into kind of how to overcome um limiting beliefs with regards to a client's journey because at the end of the day we do have these external pressures from society we do have these kind of external expectations in ourselves, and we did talk off air about a few of them that you know we've both experienced lately and um how can an individual almost overcome those i think the first one is understanding it is being aware awareness mm. is the first thing and that's until you sort of write them down like what do you think your limit beliefs are like i've got like an exercise that i do with with my clients on this where we introduce them to a, like a goal setting like planner right yeah and talk a little bit about this like you know, what are the things that you feel like are holding you back? So it's, it's almost like poking the bear. It's exploring the conversation and writing down, you know, you know what, what, we, what you think might be holding you back. For me, it's always imposter syndrome. Like, I never thought I was good enough. You know, you can go back to this in an early, early, um, earlier state where it's more from the way that we brought up or that we raised and we carry sort of trauma with us throughout the years. Mm-hmm. And so we explore that conversation and, and create a safe space to just to talk about it um you can you can start to work towards it you know and i feel like until you sort of unpack and unglue like you know each layer to the onion you get to the core right until you start going a little bit deeper and asking these questions you start to sort of move and shift your energy you know so that's the first way i think is awareness and exploration but i think environment isn't that I think that's key. Like if you are in an environment right now where it's negative, you've got people around you who are sort of talking, you know, in, in, you know, who are talking down to themselves, you know, happy where they are in life, complain, moan, you know, that will re you know, we are, we massively pick up on that, you know? Yeah. So surrounding yourself with the right people, people who lift you up, who fucking light your life on fire, you know, absolutely, yeah. those are the people that you need to surround yourself with. Cause we've all sort of got rid of those people who sort of, like almost like pull us down like a ball and chain, you know, you can't always get away from it, you know, as of life. But if you can surround yourself with the people who fucking incite you, you know, that, you know, when you see their message pop up, you don't roll your eyes, you know, you go, Oh, you know, you get excited to hear what they have to say, you know, in the right environment, you know? Yeah. It's not doom and gloom when you get that message. You're like, what do they want? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've noticed that like, I said, like you do, we surround ourselves with people who fucking light off, light our life on fire, yeah. not bounce it. You know, that's so important. If you're with people right now who live on the weekends, you know, no, nothing wrong with this, but I escaped all that, that, that life, you know, live on, live for the weekends, you know, partying, drinking, you know, doing drugs, all those things like that's, that's not going to help you, you know, mm. you've got to surround your people with self with people who, who are lifting themselves up, working on themselves doing greater things for themselves and society, you know, that's, that's the people you need to surround yourself with. Yeah. I came across this really interesting video speaking about social media earlier on, um, on social media, actually. And it was um, a motivational speaker that said, you know, people come into your life like seasons, 
you may have, you may have come across this, but yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. you got your spring, summer, autumn, winter, and you know seasons come and go, people come and go, and it's it's not up to you to hold on to those because naturally your life will continue on. And then he went on to say, after those seasons, your life is like a rocket. So you have this rocket with its engines, with its boosters, and you have a trajectory. You know where you want to go. And you, yeah. you need to lean in on certain areas and certain people, not selfishly, but to help lift you up, just like we were discussing. Yeah. And um, you get to a certain altitude, and all of a sudden, the boosters of the rocket disappear. Because yeah. those boosters of those are those people that have helped you get to that level, but you no longer require them mm. to get to a, to the next level of your life. doesn't mean you don't have to be friends with them. It just means that you're... Yeah your connections may not be as strong as what they once were. Yeah. So you're always looking, not always looking, but naturally you're always seeking to improve yourself. I know, well, you and I both are, and it's important to have those people around you that not necessarily share the same mission as you, mm. but share the same environment, share the same energy, share the same desire within their own lives, because they could be doing something completely different. They could be fishermen, for example, or they could be, you know, whatever, whatever other job they could be, but they could, as long as they are driven in their field or as people, that naturally rubs off on you, right? Oh, 100%, you know, environment. I don't know why I said fisherman. I really don't. It just came out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> environment dictates success. And I think back to my gaming days, it's exactly like we're, we're leveling up ourselves. We're leveling up our own, our own selves, our characters. You know, where you were level one, you may be like level 20 and you still got levels yeah, to go. go. That's a nice analogy to put it into actually. That's better than fishing. <laughs> but I get you, dude. Like we're all on a, we're all on, on this path and you know, we all, you know, you know, we it's like a, the seasons, people come and go out of your life 100 percent And you know, I love I love that. I love, I remember hearing that before and I'm gonna use that if that's all right. Um that's a that's a great quote. But it's so true, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. So where where in your journey right now are you in terms of your own growth, your own development? What's, yeah. what, what's the future looking like? Yeah, so I recently did this over Christmas. I sort of like took a bit of a step back and sort of like assessed like, where do I want to go in one year's time, three years time, five years time? And, you know, because I currently work with people one to one, I want to help more people. You know, I've got a, a, a goal of impacting sort of hundreds of thousands of lives. I can't do that, you know, with working with people, you know, one-to-one. I've only got a certain amount of time and energy to do that. Yeah. So, you know, where I see myself going is, you know, like where we see the current state of the industry, everyone jumping ships and going online. That's only because I want to scale, like what I do and help more people. But, you know, not everyone can, you know, afford to work one-to-one. So we have to think of ways to help others, which doesn't, you know, at, at a at a you know different cost to everyone so mm-hmm. like we just mentioned everyone's at different points of their life so for me it's impacting more lives you know helping them you know go from this this a to b where they want to go in their life that's number one and then i want to grow as a person so continue to educate myself you know um i've got i'm still part of this amazing community of people with the functional medicine nutrition space I think that will continue with you know further mentorship and exploration of how to become a better person mm-hmm. myself in my relationships as a friend as a as 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 a coach. That will never change. Like self development, if you're not investing in yourself, you know you're massively missing out. So yeah. that that will continue to change. And I think, you know, I did explore 
uh, the realm I want to be doing a bit more traveling as well, mm-hmm. so traveling the world, seeing more cultures because you know um, the world is changing, it's evolving. Um, you know, holidays are great; they're great to sort of break the time up between work and play time. They're very, very important for for avoiding burnout. But I just want to sort of experience new cultures, and maybe travel bits of the world, yeah, uh, longer periods of time. Uh, the only thing that pulls me back is, you know, the people I work with, you know, I've got a duty, you know, I couldn't, I don't feel like I just take a month off, you know, so scaling a, a, a program, um, which I'm doing in a minute to help more people in a great way is something that I would like to do to be able to facilitate that. Yeah. And dude, like I had, the, I had this chat with a client, you know, last year about where I want to go in sort of 10, 20 years time is if you can think of that, that far, like, I would love to like build my own house. I would like to have my own land and, you know, grow vegetables, like live off my, live off the land, you know, like get back into nature. Like we said, yeah. And touch a little bit on the whole, um, yeah. What's it called? Uh, regenerative farming approach where you sort of like, you know, whatever you put back into the soil, the land, the animals are all grazing on there. You know, that's what I'd love to do and create a sort of a, a space for people to come. And, you know, we've got, what I've got here with the hub, you know, a place for people to, to train and exercise, move their bodies, do a little bit of cold plunge, heat, you know, saunas. That's what I see myself going in, in this, in the future. Yeah. It's still working with people, still help with people, wherever that would be through coaching, through speaking, through, you know, um, online workshops, who knows, dude, it's the, there's so many different doors we can go into. Absolutely. I think, I think that's the beauty of what we do. You know, I mean, I <clears throat> I very much share the same same mission. I, my job in my head has always been to help as many people as possible. And I know it sounds cliche, but ultimately become better versions of themselves. And, yeah. and I do feel that expression is kind of thrown around quite a lot in terms of the coaching space. But I really, really do believe it. Yeah, everybody has the opportunity to improve on themselves, including you and I. Like yeah. we're, not, we're not sitting here talking on this podcast thinking that we've nailed it all and you know we've completed it we're always looking to improve ourselves physically mentally emotionally spiritually however way you look at it and i think you know if you to break it down into what you've said you know traveling is such a key component for that and obviously not everybody you know can go away for like months at a time or years at a time and just kind of live off the grid sort of thing with the travel but having having a business that can help facilitate the travel expenses that you're going to incur yeah these new cultures and generally that shift is going to have to be online mm. is a fantastic opportunity because you can still serve those clients right you can still serve those people who yeah it's, kind of, it's exactly what we mentioned about what we offer right we yeah. tell our clients to get outside in nature move you know don't just be glued to a screen you know yes i work with clients who you know work the nine till five you know but the end goal is to optimize their life, you know, not becoming neglectant of the natural world, you know, because uh, there's so much more than just training and nutrition. There's, there's so much stuff there, you know, that we haven't tapped into. But yeah, it's been interesting. And what I knew, what I know now compared to a year ago, like I recently, it was, it was, was it March? I, I started adding in blood work. Like I did it with myself earlier in the last year. And I had my first client that we did it on. And ever since that, like, that's just a norm. Like every client I work with, the first thing we do is get a blood work, you know, done first and foremost, because that will tell how much like nutrition, training, lifestyle protocols we're going to lay out for them. You know, I would, I can't, I couldn't have read a blood test, you know, and now I could do it like under an hour. I can like pick the trends, pick apart what we need to do, 
what we found, the reasons, why is the who's, the what's, the how we're going to, you know, you know, you know, from this amazing information, what we're going to do with it, you know? So yeah, continue to learn. What about yourself? Good question. Um, so <laughs> survive another year as a dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Focus on the, focus on the present. Like we said, focus on life. Um, no, I think uh, joke, joking aside, yes, I've, uh, yeah, in the last year, you know, my daughter's now one. And I think I think ultimately for me, over the next kind of year, five years, ten years, is to 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 be the best I can possibly be for my wife and you know, for my family. Yes. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And the way and the way I can do that is by looking after myself first first and foremost. And you know, yeah, we've yeah. we've talking we've we've talked offline, you know we talk about this probably in social media an awful lot as well, but I firmly believe that you cannot serve other people unless you look after yourself first. And this has kind of be, been basically the subtle undertone of this conversation that we have had is people look that people may think that it's quite a selfish approach, but you know, ultimately if you're fatigued, if you're overworked, if you're burnt out, if you're stressed and you're coming home to what's supposed to be a happy sanctuary of love and you're feeling the way you're feeling, you cannot, embrace that you're only going to go back and bring in this negative energy back into the house so for me it's definitely definitely working on myself you know continuing to do so continuing to do the things i love to do and also the things i love to do as a family as well because my my perspective of of life since becoming a dad and um i yeah I, i think i mentioned earlier on i recently lost quite a close friend as well has completely changed and now it's just all about love it's all about helping people become their true selves so that's kind of not necessarily my one five ten year goal but that's just my over overall life time goal that i've got set for myself yeah and you're living it now that's the main thing and yeah you're damn right you can't serve from an empty vessel right yeah you've heard that one before you can't pour from an empty cup and it's so true and i i get it's hard for certain clients i've worked with especially mothers who've going for this amazing transition right of 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 childbirth raising their kids you know your whole your priority shift i completely understand that but the underlying thing is you know, don't neglect yourself in the detriment for others you know yeah you can't be the best person you can be and help them unless you work for yourself yeah it's like that classic thing when we go on a plane you know uh, yeah i know exactly what you're gonna say but say it yeah. continue on you know you you gotta put your seatbelt on first you know yeah when the oxygen mask come down, you're not going to rush off and hold someone else's for them. No, you've got to focus on yourself first because then you can help them. Then you can serve. Then you can do that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Julie, I think that's a lovely place to, to finish up. We could continue on chatting all day. No, we could be here for hours. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel we've only really scratched the surface and there'll definitely have to be another episode where we bring you back on and more depth about certain aspects that we've touched on today. But what I do like to do is uh, give you an opportunity to basically just recap and remind the listeners exactly what it is you do, who you serve. And most importantly, where can they get in touch with you? 